Our Lord often used common illustrations to teach great truths, and they were called metaphors. A metaphor is simply a figure, a language that uses symbolism to represent something real. They are used to describe somebody or something, but it's not meant literally. For instance, we would say that person's a snake. They're not literally a snake, they're just acting like a snake. Dr. James Stewart said this, tremendous statement. The greatest threat to Christianity is not communism, it's not atheism, it's not materialism, it's not humanism. The greatest threat to Christianity is Christians trying to sneak into heaven without ever sharing their faith without ever living out the Christian life, without ever becoming involved in the most significant work God is doing on planet earth. I say amen. And that's the problem the Lord is trying to remedy with this sermon. Think about the crowd he's preaching to. He's not preaching to United Nations or Congress or Parliament. It was just a crowd on a hillside in a tiny spot of land called Palestine, is the group of common, ordinary people living ordinary lives. They were under occupation. They couldn't make their own laws. They couldn't plan their own futures. They couldn't determine their own destinies. But Jesus said unto them, You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You may think this morning that you're not significant in the eyes of God. But God says, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. A man was walking through a country fair and he met this tiny little girl. Had this gigantic fluff of cotton candy on a stick. Is enormous. And he said, how can uh, a little girl like you eat all that cotton candy? She looked up at him and said, well, I'm really bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. <laughs> Truly, every Christian could say that. But the Lord said, you are the Salt of the world, of the earth. So first of all, he gives us this. He said, I need you to shake the salt on a decaying world. Pour out the salt. Now, salt is a, is, is, is truly a, a miracle in itself. Salt's made up of sodium. And chloride. If you take uh, uh, hydrochloride and you pour it on your hand, it would it quickly eat a hole through your hand. If you're drunk, it, uh, it, it would be bad. But when you add sodium to the hydrochloric acid, it produces one of the most valuable substances in the world, and that is salt. Couldn't help but think. How that our lives before Christ 
We're dying, we're dead in our trespasses and sin. But when you add Jesus into our life, it becomes one of the most valuable things on earth to become a Christian. One of the things that we fail to understand with this stuff called salt, we, because we, we, we take it uh, for granted so very much, and, and uh, we, you know, nobody gets a salt shaker and says, man, boy, this stuff is valuable. If you lived 2,000 years ago, you would not have said that. You would have understood very quickly how valuable salt was. They had no means of refrigeration, had no means of preserving food, if you will. So in that day, salt was worth uh, its weight in gold. As a matter of fact, soldiers in that era were paid with salt. That's where we got the, the phrase, you're not worth the salt. They were paid wages in salt. It was so, so valuable. As a matter of fact, it's where our word salary comes from. It's word salt. And may I say this. Don't miss, don't miss this. You are the salt of this world. And this world is decaying and rotting. And this world needs desperately to have salt to be that preservative. To be that preservative. To keep it whole. Realize this. God says, you are the salt of the earth. To be that that keeps, that preserves the holiness of God. Can you imagine with me how bad things would be? How bad they will be when the Holy Spirit of God is taken out? Can you imagine with me how bad it'll be when there'll be no more churches? Can you imagine with me how bad it'll be when there's no preachers? How bad it'll be when there's no Christian music? Can you imagine how bad it will be when we, we literally take the salt out of this world? Bible says this. However, and there's a danger. But if salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Now salt is one of the most Amazing things. As a matter of fact, it's one of the most stable compounds in the world. Literally, literally, it is impossible, it is impossible for this salt to lose its saltiness. It's impossible for salt to lose its, in, its, its strength of being salty. So what in the world is the Lord talking about here? Well, in Bible days, much of the salt came from the Dead Sea. And because it came out of the Dead Sea, when uh, water goes into the Dead Sea, and then the water evaporates out, it has no exit, nothing lives in the Dead Sea. It's, it's, it's why it's called the Dead Sea. And water evaporates out, leaving this white substance. But what happens, the salt gets mixed with other minerals, 
sand and other minerals. And when it gets mixed in with the salt, then it can be used for some things. The salt can preserve fish, for instance. Either that it can preserve fish, it can preserve meat, but you can't, you can't use it like salt. It's real bitter. It's, it, it's the taste is, is, is unbearable. And, and literally because of the minerals being mixed in, it loses its ability to be salt because it gets diluted because of what's mixed in. A whole lot of Christians have lost the ability to be salt because they got so much other of the world mixed in with them. They can do some good, but they're not the salt of the earth like they should be because they've got the world mixed in. And it dilutes the salt because the other things are mixed in. Bible says when it's that's the truth. He said, then salt is good for nothing but to be cast on the road. It couldn't be used. It couldn't be used to, to season or flavor anything. So they would put it on the road and it would just literally be pushed into the ground and become worthless. Bible says you are the salt of the earth. Jesus goes on to say, thenceforth, it is this forth good for nothing to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. A little boy came into his house one day and said, Mom, if you give me five dollars, I'll be a good boy today. She looked at him and said, Why can't you be good for nothing like your daddy? You see... One of the things that contaminates salt is the dirt of worldliness. One man said, I looked for the church and found it in the world. When I looked for the world, I found it in the church. When we conform our culture, when we conform to this world, we'll lose the ability to season the world around us and be salt. We'll lose the power to preserve. Christians account for one-sixth of all the abortions in America. This is alarming. Over half of the teenagers, I want you to listen, over half of the teenagers, Christian teenagers, 55%, lose their purity by the time they're 18 years of age. I was at a meeting the other week. The man said this. A large hotel had a youth activity. And the church was so large, they, they literally bought out the entire hotel for their young people. And after the activity, the manager of the hotel said, we want to book you again. We love having them. He said, but I need to share something with you. The largest, the largest week we have ever had 
of pornographic movies being bought in the rooms was this week. That's a sad indictment to the house of God, to God Himself. And to young people. They've lost their salt. Something else about salt. Now this is salt. But then we got this. It's called new salt. It looks like salt. It tastes Kind of like salt. But what it is, it says, use it just like salt on all your favorite foods. It says, I'm going to pretend to be salt. Now, matter of fact, my container's a little bit prettier than yours. It's about the same size container. It's amazing. They got the same kind of tops on them. You neither sprinkle it or pour it out. And the truth is, I bought that on the same aisle. I bought that. Matter of fact, they were side by side. But you know what? That really is a salt. That's a hypocrite salt. That's a substitute salt. I wonder how many here this morning, you look like salt. You kind of taste like salt. You want to be poured out like salt. You dress like salt. You sound like salt. You sing in the choir like salt. But the truth of the matter is, you're really a new salt. You are a substitute. That word hypocrite came from uh, traveling shows and years gone by when they would have two actors and they would portray these shows with different, different characters and what they would do, they would put masks on for the character that they was portraying and they were called hypocrites, what they were called. And I, matter of fact, you say, well, I, 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 I dare you call me a hypocrite. Well, Lord, Lord called them hypocrites. Matter of fact, John the Baptist preacher one time, he called them a bunch of vipers and snakes. We couldn't handle John the Baptist preaching. Boy, my, my little puny preaching gets you upside. Boy, if you had John the Baptist, you would die, sure as the world. But this right here, it's not really, really, it's not sodium, it's not hard to, uh, to uh, chloride, it's really not salt. So the reality is, it can do what real salt can do. As a matter of fact, this can't preserve anything. It flavors a little bit of food, if you like it. No matter how you look at it, though, it ain't the real thing. It's substitute. It's hypocrite salt. 
It can't preserve anything though. Has no preservative value to it. Boy, I, I remember we used to kill hogs when we was growing up. We killed two at Thanksgiving and two at Christmas. And by the way, don't ask me, I hated doing that. And uh, uh, now my days in heaven, I can say that. I wouldn't die say it then, but I, I hated uh, hog killing time. But what we would do when we got all the meat done cut up, we would just pack it full of salt. We would hang it in the smokehouse and that stuff would just drain and that salt would preserve it. But boy, come dead of winter when snow's on the ground and it's cold, go get one of them hams and have it salt up. Man, I tell you, you couldn't beat the eating. It was really, really good because it preserved it. I'm going to ask you a question. We need to shake the salt on a decaying world. But you can't shake salt on a decaying world if you're this kind of substitute. Boy, our world is screaming. Our world is crying. Our world is begging for people to be real. Boy, it needs to start here. I honestly believe this with all my heart. I think it's a shame we even have to preach it. We ought to be real because for Jesus' sake, because God saved us, we ought to be real. Number one, he said, shake the salt on the decaying world. Number two, he said this. Oh, by the way, about forgot. About forgot. That salt. Hear it? But it is worthless if it is never shaken out. We never, we never shake it out. You know what? Why, preacher, I tell you, you're offending me. I'll, I'll vacuum that maybe. <laughs> Get somebody to vacuum it. You might be pretty container. Some of you young people are starting to work. That's good. But are you shaking out the salt where you work? Hey, adults, you have a pretty container. You can, have, you can look the part. You can, boy, that's a pretty little container. It's got pretty pictures on it. That's wonderful. Boy, I tell you, I, that's more, more good. Boy, it's wonderful. It's powerful. But unless it is shaken out, it is absolutely what? Worthless. It does nobody no good. You sit down in a restaurant and say, have you got any salt? Yeah, we got some salt. Hmm? Got plenty up back, back in the back. Well, I need some. Oh, no, we, I just told you we had some. It's in the back. And you say, that's funny, but that's how we act. Well, I go to church on Sunday. I, I, I love God. I serve God. But we never shake the salt out to other people to show them and be become a preserve. Pouring out the salt on a decaying world. Not only that, but notice what he said. He said, we need to shine the light in a decaying world. 
in a darkened world. He said we need to shine the light in a dark, dark world. Y'all, the light of the world, a city that is set on the hill cannot be hid. The difference between salt and light is this. Salt relates to our character. Light relates to our conduct. Salt deals with what we are. Now, let me say this. Before the Lord said, you got to be the light of the world, He said, you got to be salt of the earth. you got to get the character. you got to be a Christian. you got to be saved before you can ever be have character of the Lord's character. Before you can be a light in this dark world, you got to be salt. Got to keep the order right. So he said, first of all, y'all the salt of the earth. Then he said, shine the light in a dark world. We know light dispels darkness, but also it attracts. If I took this building and made it totally dark, and I started to do that this morning, just changed my mind, you'll get the message. All our light eyes would turn to when I turned on the light. Give sailors a course across the seas, the, the gleaming lighthouse on the horizon many, many times gives direction and it attracts. Jesus commands that we're to, be, to shine His lights in this world that is totally darkness. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Philippians 2.15 That you may be blameless and harmless as sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Ephesians 5 For you were sometimes darkness but now you are light in the Lord walk as children of light. Light reveals God. God is the light, and we are to be the light in this dark, dark world. Now, there's several things about light. You might be little light. And you can still shine bright. Well, don't that shine bright? You can be a little light, and you still shine bright. As a matter of fact, that little old light shines sometimes brighter than some flashlights I've got. You can be a little light and still shine bright. But hold it. Still pretty on the outside. It looks, how many knows that that looks like a flashlight? How many knows it's got all the, it's shiny, it's pretty. But you know what? If they ain't got something on the inside, it just will not burn. 
I mean, it can, you, you can carry it around. I can press this button to, to all day and nothing happens. You know why? Because it just doesn't have a source of power. Let me help you. If we're going to be light in this dark, dark world, we have to have the power of God to do that. Not your power. We got to have the power of God. Hmm. Put the power in. But I still ain't got no light. You know why? Because I had it in the wrong way. Well, a lot of times we're trying to do it our way. I believe. I think. I believe and I think and I think this and I think that. and We're trying to do that and we got what we think. Still can't get to work. Because we're trying to do it our way. Now this lie here. This is an interesting light. Man, it burns bright. How many sees that? Boy, it burns bright. There's something about this light. It's really interesting. If I leave it on, it'll burn for a certain time. But then it'll go off. You know, kind of like Christians that come to church and want to shine and want to light and want to be bright and want everybody to see them. But when they go to school, go to work, go to their job, go home, they just go out. They got the ability to be light, but they're just not light. What time is this timer set for them? One minute. Ah, there it goes. So when church is over, and they get in the cars, they can listen to the same hellish rock music that the world listens to and never bothers them. Oh, they... Oh, how I love Jesus! But when they get in the cars, when they get home, when they get in their own lives... The light goes out and they listen to the same thing the world listens to. Act on the same thing. Watch the same TV the world does. Act just like the world. When they go to the job, they, they listen to the same filthy jokes, cuss the, the same way, conduct their lives the same way. And the truth of the matter is, they want to shine at the house of God. But whenever they get home, it's time to cut the light off. Bible says, we are the light of the world. I love this. I love this. A little boy was taken by his mother to see a famous cathedral. And on the windows were pictures of various Christians. And as he watched... As he was watching the sunbeam shining through the stained glass windows, he asked his mother, Who are those people on the windows? She said, They're saints. The little boy looked at the window and said, Well, now I know what saints are for. There are people who let the light shine through them. 
Boy, did he get it right. Jesus said a city set on the hillside. It's not good for nothing. That word, the hillside, and to understand the terminology, in Bible days, they didn't bulldoze stuff away Whenever a city or something fell, they just used that for the foundation they built on top of it. They always were building on top of the previous structures. That's what he's saying. He said, lights on the hillside cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. A lot of Christians are like the little boy. He was playing with his dog in the front yard. He's a half-breed. Man, man come by and said, what kind of dog's that? Son, he said, that's a police dog. Man said, it don't look like no police dog. He said, well, he's in the secret service. <laughs> God said, we're to be salt in this earth. And we're to be light in the world. It's so easy. So easy to make sure we burn right at the house of God. I'm glad you're here. And by the way, if you're a Christian, saved, born again, washed in the blood, then there will be something in your heart that desires and loves the house of God. There will be something, a hunger and a desire for that. Boy, when people love the world more than they love God, I, I get concerned for them. May I say this, we're we're to be the light of this world. It's dark. The schools, our jobs, the world we live in is getting darker by the day. And we need to be the light. But may I say, but you know what you can do with this light? I can flip this little switch right here. And it'll, it'll stay on. It won't go off until I push it and cut it off. It'll stay on. You know what I'd like to do for some of you this morning? I'd like to, for God to find your switch. I'd like for God to find a switch from some of these young people that would just be, just God, turn them on. I mean, turn them on. So when they leave here, they, they, Love the same God. They love the same music. They love the, the same uh, uh, behavior as they do when they, they're at church. I, I'd like to have some Christians that when they get to school, it would not be strange for them to want to bring some of their classmates to church with them. Well, I love that. May I say... We need to be salt in a decaying world. How many agrees our world is decaying by the, by the day? My God. How many understand? How many believe we live in a dark, dark world? Getting darker by the day. We need to be salt and we need to be shined. Boy, I tell you what I'd like for some of us older Christians to become. Instead of uh, 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 laying down and quitting and deciding, well, I'm too old, let somebody else do it. And I, I can't do it no more. You know what I'd like for some of us to do? I'd like for us to be lights like this right here. I'd like us not like this little bitty light. I'd like for us to be this great, great big light. 
And I, I would like to speak a lot that these other young people around here, the young, the children around here would know, man, that they're really a big light. They shine big. They shine big. I'd hope that we could have some senior people. I don't want to hurt your feelings or now. Well, where, where, do you, where do you find in the Bible God said lay down and quit? Where did God say in the Bible just to throw in the towel and let somebody else do it? Why do, you know what we need? The older women teaching the younger women how to love their husbands. The older men teaching the younger men how to dress. Some of them need to know how to dress. Some of them need to know they don't wear their, their breeches around their ankles. Amen. Some, some, they need to know. But we don't, shine, we don't shine the light. How will they know? But how do we know when we're shining the light? Can we test it? Is there any way I can test that I'm, that I'm really the salt I need to be? Is, is, there, is there any way I can, can test to see if I'm, I'm really burning like I ought to burn? Is there a way for me to test it? If I'm really this, the light that I need to be, is there a way for me to test that? Well, yes, there is. And I'm glad you want to know because I want to tell you. There is a way. It is sharing the truth with a dying world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's the test. How do I know if I'm in salt? Those around you will see your good works. There are somebody watching you. There's somebody watching you when you eat your lunch. They're wanting to know if you're going to bow your head and pray. There's somebody watching your character and watching your life to see what you do. And are they, do they see you and say, my, praise God. Man, something different about you. Boy, praise God that God's doing something in their life. Hallelujah, boy. Praise God, something's happening to them. Or they, they say, they're Christian. Come on now. Are you kidding me? Did you hear how they talked last week? Did, did you hear how they run down the truck? Did you hear what they had to say? Did you hear what they've done? See, your salt and your light in a world is watching us. And they're wanting to know we're real. There'll be people, there'll be young people in this church 
They'll be looking for you tonight at 6 o'clock. They may not never ask, but they'll wonder, where that? Where that? There'll they'll be, be young people here, and maybe your own children. And then you just take this to the bank. You take this to the bank. Are you listening? Every mom and dad, would you please listen? I love you and I'm, I'm trying my dead level best to help you. But if you want that, that child as a teenager loving God, you're going to have to lead them to God right now. You're instilling that into their hearts. How many remembers the Susan, Susan B. Anthony dollar when that thing come out? It didn't last but three years. You know why? Because it was about the size of a quarter and it caused so much confusion. May I say this? A lot of Christians are the same way. There's so much like the world causes confusion. A Sunday school teacher was talking to his class of boys. He said, boys, here's a watch. What you do? Tell time. That's right. If you don't tell time, what's it good for? They said, good for nothing. He took a pencil. He said, boys, watch this. Pencil. And if you don't fulfill what's purpose to do, what's it good for? Good for nothing. He said, boys... God put us here to bring glory to God by the way we live and bring others to glorify God. And if we're not doing that, what's it good for? And they said, good for nothing. Oh my. I want to close with a story and I want you to listen to me carefully. A duck broke his wing during the winter, during the fly home for winter. A sympathetic farmer retrieved the fallen duck and for the winter and took it home. The children adopted it as their pet, began to feed it from the table and took it along as it done their daily chores. By next fall, the children were heartbroken as they watched ducks fly. The duck looked at the other ducks who were, who were flying south for the winter, but his wings was still wasn't strong enough for the flight. But every time the flock flew over, the duck would look longingly in the sky and then return playing with the children. Second year, the duck's wings had grown much stronger. But the children had fed the duck so much and so well, he was too fat to take off. He just couldn't get off the ground. And after a couple of attempts, he just returned to playing with the children. The third year, the duck was completely healed. The other ducks quacked as they called for him to go south. But this time, the duck didn't even look up as he flew over. He had become so accustomed to the comfort of his new existence, he had lost the focus on the true calling and meaning of his life. God has not called us to be ducks satisfied with a world that's going up in smoke. God has called us to be eagles soaring through clouds of holiness. And to do that, we need to be the salt of the earth. 
We need to pour out the salt and turn on the light that we might shine to everybody around us. The world is doing its dead level best. Cut the light off! Cut the light off! Because men love darkness because their sins are evil. They love darkness. God says, turn on the light. So I'll stand to her feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed.